Hello, my name is Jim Velez, and I feel honored that you have chosen to listen to The Road to Forgiveness. I have counseled for over 32 years and have taught counseling and psychology classes for over 22 years on the college and university level. Some people have experienced incredible pain and loss. They rehearse the past over and over again and relive the injustice, sometimes on a daily basis. In doing so, they become slaves to the very person who hurt them. How can this change? How can you find the freedom that comes with forgiveness? And what is forgiveness? And where can people get stuck in the process? That's what this podcast is all about. In show number five, we're going to talk about the Valley of Depression. And now we come to the place on the road to forgiveness where we look at the emotional quagmires. Where can people get stuck? One of the places where we can get stuck emotionally is the Valley of Depression. Now, depression is a normal response to grief and loss. Anyone would expect depression to be the logical response to any upsetting life event. But it's when the depression lingers for weeks and weeks and weeks that one has to consider the possibility that it may be seriously causing distress or impairment in your ability to function normally. Let me explain to you how depression works. You see, there's a freeway system running through your brain where messages are delivered to you to the tune of a million messages per second. So the neurotransmitters in there are moving at lightning fast speed. They're Lamborghinis, they're Porsches, they're Ferraris. And we're constantly processing information all the time. Well, when depression hits, traffic lights go out on the freeway. Messages don't get through as quickly. Nerves start honking their horns. You can't concentrate, you can't process. Sleeping patterns are affected. You sleep too much, uh, you sleep too little, or it's not restful. The most common type of depression is what's called reactive depression. It's due to a major life change or loss. And it doesn't always have to be surrounding a death of an individual. There can be death of a dream. There can be death of a, of a vision. There can be numbers of things that can cause a person to have a reactive depression, a reactive response to loss. Let me give you an equation that works for reactive depression. You see, if there's an insult, injury, or rejection, one, two, or all three, plus anger, multiply that by self-pity, it equals depression. Now, depression is very complicated, and no way do I want to make this very simplistic, but one of the key factors in depression is that it can be caused by anger that I turn in on myself. And when I have anger on the inside and I'm unable to process it, I can turn that in on myself and I can become depressed. But to trace it then back to, was there an insult? Was there injury? Was there some kind of rejection? Or were there all three? Can be a helpful tool to help people wrestle with depression. Depression can run in families. You can be genetically loaded for depression. And there are some risk factors for depression. 
lingering depression, if there's a family history of mood disorders, if there's physical or sexual abuse, if mood disorders occurred in early reproductive years, if there was a loss of parents before age 10, use of certain oral contraceptives and fertility drugs can cause depression, anxiety disorders in adolescence, ongoing psychological and social stress, and the loss of social support or threat of such a loss. All of these things are additional risk factors for depression. Depression that's of a clinical nature is a depression that lasts for two weeks or more. But sometimes that's just the normal response to grief. But if depression lingers for weeks and weeks and weeks, that's when it becomes an emotional quagmire and you may need help. Let me give you five T's that help with depression. Number one, tending to the body. Are you sleeping? Are you resting? Are you eating properly? Are you exercising? What are you doing to take care of your body? Number two, time. Depression takes time. It's not a quick fix. It's not something to be embarrassed about. It's fairly common but it does take time to heal, especially when there's been an emotional blowout in your life. And number three, talking. Being able to get the soda out of the can, being able to talk in, a, in an uncritical, in a safe environment, an environment that's not judgmental, being able to throw out all of your questions and everything, it's so important in helping with depression. Number four, tears. Tears. One of the interesting things about our bodies is that when we're under stress, our bodies produce cortisol. And cortisol, too much of that, causes us to become depressed. But when we cry, there is a high content of cortisol in tears. So tears are literally a way in which we can release some of the stress that comes with depression. And lastly, the truth. The truth in what the Word of God has to say, the truth about who we are, what we've experienced. It's very, very important that we take all of these T's when it comes to depression to heart. If you look in the Old Testament, story of Elijah when he got depressed in 1 Kings 19. How did God deal with him? God tended to his body in verses 5 to 7, helped him, let him rest. And then he said, wake up, Elijah, you know, and gently nudged him. And then he gave him time to process things. He wasn't in a rush, not at all. And he allowed Elijah to talk. What doest thou here? What are you doing? You know, Elijah vented everything he needed to vent, and then God said, well, Elijah, I'm here, I haven't left you. And God was very patient and very gentle in working with him. The tears, I'm assuming that when you get so depressed as Elijah was that he wanted to commit suicide, I'm assuming that he probably cried. And lastly, God shared with him the truth, the truth that I'm here and I have a plan for you. So when depression hits, we've got to do these five T's. It's very, very important that we take advantage of all five of them in order for us to heal properly from depression. 
Always remember this, hurts can heal, regrets never heal. And if you're dealing with something and it's couched in regret, that may never heal. You can play that over and over and over again in your mind, but hurts can heal. For further information, including charts, posters, video clips, or if you would like a DVD of this entire series, go to theroadtoforgiveness.com.